Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. How you doing, Fawn? I am doing well. I am alive. <laughs> well, might be a little bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, you had my show last night at the yeah. Upside Down Plaza. <laughs> I slept in real late today. Also, it was me who farted last night. In the, I am sorry. I took off my corset and... Adam was like, w- my body shifted, and I I tried to step away, and then I and I did it like at the other end, and I walked back and was like, oh no, because I could tell it just followed me, and I was like, ah! and then Mark said something, and I was like. I just assumed it floated in from outside. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> did I just go, it smells like a fart. Oh, yeah. And it did. It was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> every time I take off my corset, it's like my all every organ in my body just shifts. Yeah. And I don't know. Especially if you're drinking. But I was, I mean, I, I had a drink and a half last night. It wasn't. Oh, I had a lot more than a drink and a half last night. Oh. Uh, you, you turned drag upside down <laughs> at the upside down plaza. Had, at the upside down drag review. Darling. Very late, like later than I normally do. Oh yeah, well, I'm, me too, a little bit, but mostly because we weren't doing the podcast at the crack of that dawn. Um, I feel like every single time we we record, it's like, oh hey, it's me. I just woke up, but now I feel really energized. I've been cleaning the house all day. I don't know, just getting ready to do the damn thing. Yeah, I like am actually a little refreshed because I slept till twelve thirty today. Nice, but maybe, maybe we should do afternoon podcasting more right. often. Mm. <laughs> We have so much to talk about. So much. Like, I can't believe everything that's happened in the last week. We've just been texting each other and being like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about that. Oh my God, can you believe this? So So much. Right? Like, first of all, did you see the update about the Alejandro kid? Yeah. popular on Twitter. I like, didn't know who, really know who he was at first, but like. What the fuck? I know. Okay, so if you are not familiar with the Alejandro kid, he's this super super cute little kid who he had he put up this video of him um, just living for Alejandro, and he was like, "Come on, little monsters, y'all better be jumping!" And it was just it's just so precious, and it's just like, oh, look at this little like I don't know eight year old, and it's like cute because this little kid and they're just loving Gaga. Yeah, just living for Gaga. Put your paws up, uh, and and so people would always like share it on Twitter, and um, <laughs> it it was just so precious. But it turned out there was a recent development where. Um, a, a, another viral tweet tweet came out of him more recently, and he's like a preteen, maybe in his early teens now. Yeah, and it's not confirmed, but people are suspicious that he went through some kind of conversion. It therapy. very much seems that way. Yeah, and now he's like preaching and and doing like um, reading Bible verses and stuff, and and talking about like how it's wrong to be gay. And how he, he like has turned away from his past, and it's just wasn't there like something about like Gaga's demonic or yes. something? He was he he said he made a video about um, Lady Gaga's birthday it used to be a really hard day for me. It was uh, a day of a lot of demonic um, activity. I can't. And it and the thing is, I just feel for him. There's got to like, be some sort of trauma there. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't make someone that young just doesn't make 
that big of a switch. Right. They don't come out just being this hardcore evangelical. Um, it's the right straight wing. agenda. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, it really <laughs> is. And the thing, the, I think the reason that it just, I, I spent several hours, honestly, days, really all week, just thinking about this kid and really yeah. feeling for him because it that was very similar to my coming out story. Like, yeah. I just, I remember being really obsessed with music. I mean, particularly Lady Gaga, um, you know, when I was coming up and, and learning about myself. And then when I first started to play peekaboo with the closet <laughs> and tell someone that I was gay, um, I was met with a little bit of acceptance, but a lot of people being like, you know, this is wrong. You know, you're going to hell. Yeah. And it, and for me, I was in like eighth grade at the time. I completely flipped a switch. I was like, Oh no, just kidding. I'm not gay. That was just a phase. I've been saved now. Became the president of first priority. At, oh my God. In my eighth grade, literally spent, I got to school every single morning on, or not every single, every single morning, but every single Wednesday morning to do like a little service. And I'm sure everyone was very suspicious because every single week I was like, here's why it's wrong to be gay according to the Bible. And I'm not gay. <laughs> so, but let me tell you why it's wrong. And that was <laughs> very similar to some stuff that I like went through. Cause I started yeah. a, um, Bible study at my school. Like oh, my we're all children of God here. Sophomore year, I think. Oh, of high school. Yeah. And I went to a Christian school, so it was nothing to, be able to like start a Bible study. Yeah. And like one of my things was like asking all the other guys, have you ever had thoughts of like doing something with another guy? And like, it's a sin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should do an episode. I don't know if you're comfortable with it, like sharing your coming out story, you know, I'm down. like I don't, that may be like a two part series where I do my episode, you do your episode and they will really probably cool. have trigger warnings. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll just read the list of trigger warnings right off the start. <laughs> But yeah, I, I know, I think that um, the Alejandro kid, I don't, I feel weird referring to him by his real name on, you know, since he's a minor, but yeah. um, I, I know that his YouTube account has since been completely taken down. Initially, he just turned off comments because people were coming on there being like, no, you're better than this. Like, be yourself, um, like, and, and just trying to show him a lot of love and support. Um but I think that he is on a journey and he's going to be on a journey with his family. And I just really hope he comes out on the other side thriving. Also like interesting how such a young person has the ability to post that kind of stuff online. Mm -hmm. Surely there was some kind of parental consent for that to be posted in the first place. Yeah. Um, and especially just to be like that knowledgeable of Gaga and stuff like that. So there had to be some sort of parental consent. So it, it makes you wonder what the switch was that got flipped. Right. Well, I'm hoping that someday we will see this kid on uh, the biggest pride parade for right. like with his hands up and saying, y'all better be jumping. So hoping for the best. And we can't say that like he'd be on Ellen because that doesn't exist. <laughs> the no. Rosie O'Donnell show. The Rose, is that still a thing? No. <laughs> I don't know. He'll probably just be on something um, with James Corden. <laughs> or just he'll end up being on Drag Race. Or yes, he'll be on Drag Race as the Gaga impersonator. He, his, his name will be B Betty B. Jumpin'. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Alejandro kid. Come on, you get, snap out of it. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. Well, okay. Have you been continuing watching Canada's Drag Race? Um, unfortunately, now we're not. I know we're not reviewing it. Um, every episode, but you know, I, I, I was so upset you know and i yeah. was feeling for you from episode one yeah i've just like kind of dived in and i'm watching a lot 
I'm still upset. Right. But what did you think about that uh, confusing little piece of information that was released in a trailer? The like look of Halal Bay that was released in the trailer. I'm pretty sure it's either the reunion or finale. That just seems so weird to me, though. Same. I, I'm not disagreeing that it. Like, why? But why? Why would they show a finale or a reunion look? Are they even going to do a reunion for Canada's Drag Race they in did the last main year? Season? But they did. did they, they did for season two? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just know season one didn't have one, and they came back and did it like a year later. They did but, one like before the finale ever filmed. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess it's possible, but I have a sneaking suspicion that we have not seen the last of Halal Bay. I have a sneaking suspicion we have, and that's just from the reunion or the finale. Uh, okay, well. I'm not getting my hopes no up. No one likes a pessimist fun. I'm not getting my hopes up just to be crushed. <laughs> that's fair. They've already been crushed once this season, and then this week's elimination made it even worse. Oh, true. It was the correct person to go it home. It was the correct and person And I'm glad to go they home. went home, but it should have been the last fucking episode. Yeah. Well, if you want really good, uh, a really fabulous celebration of facial hair drag, have you been watching um, Drag Race France? No. It is worth your time. I, I have started just about every international season, and there's so it's so oversaturated now, I really yeah. just can't keep up. Same. But Drag Race France... Like my partner and I, we are tuning in every week. There is a facial haired queen who is getting the celebration they deserve on that season. I also need to watch Spain too, with which them. I know is over. Oh, Spain is so good. We have not watched season two yet, but, but season There's one. There's apparently we were a facial haired queen on Spain too that does really. Yeah. Oh, okay, America, can you catch up? Right, America. Explain, explain, America. It's why really are we just, not having these facial hair drag queens? It's really just. English speaking, why don't we respect facial hair drag? And you know what else? On Drag Race France, they weren't competing, but they even had like a special segment dedicated to drag kings that were local in France and brought them in. They did like a photo shoot with them. That's cool. I'm like, yes, Drag Drag Race France, I think is doing it all right. You know, Landon Sider used to audition for Drag Race year after year. Oh, really? I did not know that. Until he stopped. Because the Drag Race audition doesn't say that you have to be a queen. Mm. I think someday it will happen. I, it'll be too late. It's going to be way too late. And RT it's going to be, it's going to be like a Maddie Morphosis thing where they're just trying to draw people in and be like, Ooh, look, the first ever drag King that in season 45 of right. <laughs> drag race. Well, I mean, the fact that long dead. our first out trans person, right. When cast was a trans man instead of a trans woman mm-hmm. in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Gia Gum was before. Now was was Pe- Peppermint was out, right? But she was. She had to come out on the show. She mm. was out in New York, but had to go back in the closet and come back, come out on the show. It was real. Ugh, that's so frustrating. That, yeah. Ah, uh, well, I I just want to see facial hair drag queens. I want to see drag kings. I want to see non-binary entertainers. I just want all of it celebrated so much. Yeah. Um, and if you want to see that, you should check out shows like Dragula and Camp Wana Kiki because yes. I think. That these are platforms that are really broadcasting um, not just the watered down version of what drag can be. Yeah. So I'm obsessed. And speaking of, actually, there is no transition to this. This is just <laughs> terrible. But we have been accused of things yeah. on Facebook. We've been accused of grooming your it's, mustache. It's been drama, mama. 
Yeah. <laughs> it has been a crazy week, y'all. It's been fucking wild. I boosted a post for two days before our last podcast <laughs> came out. Uh, and we had already recorded it, but it was like I was boosting it for the two days before it came out because it was like our midweek episode. And I was like, I need to boost this post. That way we can like get yeah. some more for that. And, you know, the Trumpies came. Oh, the Trumpies. It so, sounds like a terrible award show. Um, yeah. The Trumpies. <laughs> well, yeah, these, um, the Trumpy nominees are those who are in the comments of that post. Um, Some of them just make me laugh. Though. Like, I don't even get mad. I just think it's At first it's I thought they sad. were kind of joking. Like, yeah. I was like, this is so stupid. And then I was like, oh, oh, no, these, these people are for real. Okay, that's a lot, Robin. Um, <laughs> Somebody said, Ew, gross. <laughs> and I, I agreed with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the one I really agreed with was the one where they called us clowns. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, correct. The most gorgeous clowns you've ever seen. <laughs> I saw that comment. <laughs> and then um, there was another one, I think. Uh, the, the one that actually kind of got me so frustrated was like, the one that was like, is this for children? And then yeah. she tagged someone and was like, look what shows up in fecal bag now. And I was like, right. what the fuck is fecal bag? <laughs> like, wh- <laughs> why are we in this? Um, is that your like PG way of saying shit bag? I like- guess. But so, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it was like a, a pet grooming Facebook page or something that they were in. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, ours popped up. So I was like, well, this is inconvenient <laughs> for, for our ad to pop up in the middle of that. Um, but yeah, I, it's kind of a, uh, like it, it definitely, these things all kind of piled up for me this week and it, yeah. I don't know, it really impacted my mental health and it was just, I feel like my, I've been operating at like 40% for like the last couple of weeks and I just, I need to like snap out of it. Um, and I think that seeing these big two reminders, you know, with the Alejandro kid and with this incident on social media for us, it's just, it's just a reminder of you know, drag at its root is political. Um, it's political. Like it's, um, it's social justice work. And, you know, there, there are things I get in my head about, about performing and how I did with X or Y or Z. But really at the end of the day, we're out here trying to make the social change to get people to question gender and to get people to question the social constructs of this world. Yeah. So I'm proud that we're doing that. And hopefully, you know, that, that backlash is just representation that, okay, there is some social change working that we're operating under and they just don't like it. And I know one time I did a show and somebody at the show videoed the number, loved everything I did. And I did, it wasn't a family friendly show, but the numbers mm. I did were family friendly because I did Bohemian Rhapsody and I did my dance mix. Yeah. Um, and one of the girls that was there that I had been friends with on Facebook for a very long time, had not seen one of my shows. It was the first time she had been to one of my shows was like, can I send this to some of the liberal groups that I'm in? Because like, there's still people, even though they're liberal are like drag is perverted and kids shouldn't be around it, even though they are on the more liberal side. And she's like, I just want to show them that drag can be family friendly. Yeah, sure. And I was like, of course. And I'm, it's just wild that we're having to fight it from all sides. Right. And, and really, I mean, the reason that this has become such, um, such a, conversation at the forefront of national consciousness is like 
it's a distraction against the gun violence that's happening in this world, the active takeaway of um, uh, abortion right. rights in America. Not and just abortion. There's um, even been people that have like the birth control. That's the one in the arm. Mm. Uh, one of my friends said, I think it was somebody that she knew in another state wasn't able to, was trying to reschedule her appointment so she could go get it put back in. Like, cause you have to get it redone. I forget what the time is. Um, but it's like, it lasts a few years right. and it was time for it to come out. And they were like, sorry, we can't put a new one in, Ugh. but we can take it out. Oh my God. All because of this, like overturn of Roe versus Wade yeah. and whatever their state's bullshit laws. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <laughs> we have a very fun episode planned for you all. <laughs> I promise we're not just going to lament about the issues of the world. Um, we're just going to lament about our corns and bunions on our toes. Our corns and our bunions and picking our bottoms. But I am very excited about talking about this week's episode because there was so much to talk about. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best episode of the season so far. Yeah. Um, I'm still upset that there was no runway this episode. Yeah, me too. That is my biggest gripe. There. But I was talking to Mark about it, and really and truly, that means our last runway of the show was the light-up runway. So I guess there won't be one in the finale? Surely not. I, I mean, there's if a Lollapurusa. Lollapurusa smackdown for the crown. Yeah. It does kind of make me sad, though. Like, my favorite part runway. is the runway. Same. So... But I guess it is true. It it was a good one to end on. Yeah. Um, it lit up the world. So, yeah. All right. Well, do you want to take a break and then jump into this episode? I'm down. Welcome back to Flapping, Flapping and Fawning. I was the one that was almost not ready for that one. <laughs> This week, we're going to be talking about the newest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, episode 11. I believe I'm believe. i glad you know the episode numbers. Are you just lost at this point? Yeah. I keep getting it confused when I put the episode number on our podcast because it's like... Not the same. Our Yeah. The All-Stars episode is one behind how many episodes you and I have made. Yes. And so I'm always like, wait, what week is it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's been a bit of a struggle, but... I um, I was really obsessed with this episode, and I, I just thought there was so much somebody to get into it. So everyone, it starts off with everyone coming back into the workroom because no one could be blocked, um, and Jinx and Trinity had their win. So we also were just told at the end of this last episode that all-star rules have been suspended, and we just kind of start everything off with Shay talking about how she's convinced that she can't make it into the top four. And she was asking... Can I have next week off? Right. I mean, I would be asking for next Honestly. week off. Honestly. Hang up the wig. I don't need that ready to do so. It. I'd yeah. just be like sleeping on the couch in the workroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like throwing shade at everybody and stirring the pot. I, I will say that we've been getting this, I think, four week build up to them basically telling us, look, Shay's going to be in the top four. Yeah. Um. So I... I did not. <laughs> I was not a. I, I. I think Shay does deserve to be in the top four. Like not to not to jump too far ahead. Uh, not to jump to the end of the episode. <laughs> but um, I think Shay does deserve to be in the top four. But I did not. I will say that I was not the biggest fan of this whole thing. That's like okay, Shay's going to be in the top four. It just seemed very constructed. There were definitely that. less convoluted ways that this 
top four could have happened <laughs> organically. Right. right. Anyways, so Shay's talking about how she can't make it to the top four, which we all know, okay, she's going to make it in the top four. And Jada and the rest of the girls are really saying, you know, it's drag race. Anything can happen. Right. Um, but Jada in particular is really coming to um, support Shay. And also saying that there's a chance that even she couldn't be in the top four, even though she's one of the front runners. Right. Right. She's like, we don't know what could happen. <laughs> and like, that's not even confessional shit. Like that was actual workroom shit. So it's just like, yeah. Wow. They really wrote this story. Mm-hmm. They really did. Um, yeah. The, the next day, uh, they, all the girls come back into the workroom and RuPaul comes in and says that this week's challenge is the, uh, drag race gives back variety extravaganza, which is basically a talent show. I kind of liked it being at the end of the season. Me too. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was a great way to remind everyone of each of each, each of these individuals, unique talents. Oh yeah. You know? So, and their personalities. I, yeah. I, I was, I was really obsessed with that. And, um, the reason it's called the drag race gives back extravaganza is because the winner of this week's challenge will get to give $30,000 to a charity of their choice, which I think is so great. Like, I, yeah, me too. Look at drag race actually doing something. Right. Finally, finally doing something, but I don't even <laughs> think drag race was forking over the money. I think it was sponsored by somebody else. Yes. The Palette foundation yeah i believe the palette fund yes the palette fund which i thought it was pronounced palette but apparently it's palette did oh, you i don't even know what the palette fund is oh well it's the thing that hands out money to rich people so that they can give money and feel good to charities hi palette fund <laughs> can i have money <laughs> um I, I did love this, you know. I loved that we got to hear a little bit from each queen about who they would want to give money to and, right. and causes that are they're passionate about. Um, and their little tic tac lunch. Oh yeah. Well, it, I wanted to ask you though, if you could give to a charity, like if you, if if this was you in their shoes, um, do you have a charity in mind that you would? Give um, to? if I was in their shoes, I don't know if I'd be allowed to do it because it'd be a local organization here. Yeah, I'd be doing it to either. Magic City Acceptance Center or Magic mm. City Acceptance Academy, either one. Um, just because, like, it's such a uncommon thing in the South to have such a safe space for queer youth. Yeah. And it's such an important thing to have. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree about wanting to give to a local organization. Like, I think that a lot of these major organizations kind of they get a lot of money. As they get a lot of money and it's not always going to the people who really need it. Yeah. Um, and it's so, like one of those things. I love the Trevor project. Mm-hmm. I adore the Trevor project, but every June it's always Trevor project. It's the foundation that always gets money. Right. And I mean, even when it's not June and there's a queer organization that's getting money, it's always Trevor project. You always hear Trevor project, Trevor project, Trevor project. Yeah. And not discrediting and, any of and, that. Like, and, and the work they do is great. It's just like once you get to that, such a, a high level, and yeah. you're, you're you're almost a corporation at that point. You yeah. know? Um, and it's like, I almost wonder if Trevor Project gives to smaller organizations. Yeah. It's like your, your, your dollar can go a, stretch a lot farther if it goes to a smaller organization. Right. You know? um, I think for me, I would also want to give to a local organization, probably the Invisible Histories Project. Um, 
uh, you know, I th- we've talked about them on this podcast yeah. before, and I just think the work that they do is so cool to document uh, queer stories that are often erased. Um, there's also, I believe it's called like the Non-Binary Legal Coalition that, oh. yeah, I, that specifically helps non-binary individuals um, with legal issues that can come up because we live in such a binary world. And I, um, I don't want to give too much away, but I plan to do a little fundraiser for them as part of a camp on a kiki thing. I love um, this, this fall. So yeah, keep up with me and maybe you can give to an organization that will help non-binary folks with legal issues. Um, so yes, but there's also twists this week, Fawn. Twists. Twists and turns that just, Set it up for Shea to be in the top. Goops and gags and (laughs) buffoonery and tomfoolery. And, I I mean, I don't know, social media is blowing up saying, Riggery! I mean, (laughs) there's been so many chances Shea could have won a challenge. I'm not mad at (laughs) Shea. And you know, you know the producers knew what everybody was bringing. Mm -hmm. They had to approve whatever they were doing for the talent show, so they were like, oh, Shea's gonna win the talent show. We can lump that at the very end not give her any stars make that worth three she'll end up in the top yeah that, that makes sense and and it seems right for Shay to be in the top i yeah. think um but yes the rupaul says that this week the challenge is not worth one not worth two but 47 th- 47 legendary <laughs> legend stars <laughs> i mean basically uh, <laughs> so so anyone has a chance to win i will say that what i wish had happened a, like a little bit differently so it wasn't just such an obvious yeah. like way to get shay in the top was i wish that they had done something along the lines of okay this is worth two stars and then yeah. the legendary like the queen who wins the lip sync gets an additional star that so would have been everyone gets a chance that would have felt more correct yeah i think so too um but you, you know i again i'm not i'm not challenging the results i'm just challenging the journey um yeah because it's also weird because it's the only time that multiple stars have been given out to one person in an right. episode because we had the episode where you'd win two stars but you have to give one away yeah that's kind of that was kind of weird huh yeah um i would i would love if they had more more turns like that though to get with chances to get stars um but you know what we get what we get and we don't pitch a fit um i will pitch all the fit that i want to pitch i'm pitching a tent right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh in addition to having the challenge this week rupaul says that we will get to see all of the queens in a tic-tac chat with or tic-tac chit chat with michelle and do they call it a tic-tac chit well, that's what I have in my notes, so I think so. I'm just so used to it being called the Tic Tac Lunch. Yeah. Because that's what it like always was. Nothing like a joke about anorexia to reward you for a long journey right. in a composition. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think about the Tic Tac Chit Chats? I mean, they, they always have something like this at the end of each season. I enjoy them. It like means Rue's getting to know them a little more. Yeah. And really at this point, Michelle's there. It's really Michelle's getting to know them a little more. (laughs) (laughs) True. Michelle's usually the one that dominates the conversation. She does. But, and I think that's honestly comes from her experience with Wetcha Packin and, and you know, it was, uh, Wetcha Packin was nominated for an award this year. She's a little, I did not. Yeah. It's like, I think an Emmy, which is kind of like, how, (laughs) what? But yeah, it got nominated. Um, I know she's like, she just in general is a little more personable than Rue. Mm. 
Um, she has a lot more interpersonal skills than Rue does, even because she knows how to be the cold, hard bitch. bitch. <laughs> but she also knows how to be the warm, welcoming mother. It's a balance. Yeah. Um, I or she's a Gemini. <laughs> One of the. I two. wonder if she is. I wonder what her sign is. I don't know. Alexa, what horoscope is Michelle Visage? Oh, she's, she's a, a Virgo. Virgo. She's an Earth sign. She's a virgin. That's a that's some bullshit. I love Earth signs. <laughs> um, oh my god, I just had an idea. What if Alexa is our lead researcher? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, so Michelle Visage, the Virgo. Uh, she yeah, she had some a lot of warm moments in this TikTok chit chat. But what really impressed me though was. I feel like we got a lot of warm moments from Rue. Yeah. Way, way more than we normally Especially get. with Jinx was mm-hmm. one of them. And uh, Evelyn. Talking about sobriety with Mon- No. Was with it with Jinx? Jinx? Oh, that was with Jinx. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. What, what did you think about that moment? It was really sweet. Because, um, I mean, in drag, we're always around substance of right. some sort. It's rare that we're out of it out of venue and there's no alcohol or anything mm-hmm. so it's a very real thing especially for people that are on such a global stage and there's been a lot of drag race queens that have come out even about not just alcohol but with drugs too right it's just they are unavailable so it's very easy to get used to that and mm-hmm. take it too far so it's nice to hear like the stories of the people that are now sober, like Jinx and Rue and I, Viv is another one. Yeah. I honestly did not even know that RuPaul was sober. I, Same. That, so that was news to me. But, and the fact that she's been sober for, sober for 22 years, yeah. like last time she had any kind of substance, I was four. That's kind of insane to me. Six. Um, so with, with that, you know, I really wish that there were more sober events, especially in Birmingham. I think that it's a community that we don't really, uh, I mean, drag yeah. events specifically that we don't cater to. Um, not even just drag specifically, queer people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of queer culture is revolves around the clubs and shows and bars and all of that stuff. There's not enough sober events. Right, right. And it's funny, like, I, I had this idea for, like, a series of just weird pop-up pop-up events at random places like when was it at a laundromat i think having a drag show at a laundromat would be so cool um but every time i talk to someone about it they're like okay but how would you get a bar there and i'm like do, yeah. do we have to have one i don't know it, i i'm not i'm not my someone who thing feels is like, like you have to have a bar my big thing is you need to have some sort of drinks if it's not alcohol you've got to have something for people to like mm sip on i think we would just have have charcuterie boards on top of the drying machine (laughs) (laughs) but really what i'm mostly concerned about is not what the audience has to drink what i'm really concerned about is what is the music situation (laughs) true true that's my biggest i was just gonna throw change into the washing machine and um just just lip sync to that yeah like ring ding 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 (laughs) okay have you seen uh stepford wives no Oh my god! You need a. Oh my god! I know. I need. I'm this the worst. Is, it, it, <laughs> you're gonna want to do a Stepford Wives number. I have a Stepford Wives number myself. But once you watch it, you're gonna want to do a Stepford Wives number. Is this a movie or a TV it's show? It's a movie. Okay, thank God. TV shows are so long. I can't. It's so it. good. It's got um, Bette Midler. <gasps> yeah, Bette Midler. It's also got 
No, 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 no. Keith Urban's wife. What is her name? Stella Urban. No, the tall actress. Nicole Kidman. Oh. It's got Nicole Kidman in it. Um, it's also got Glenn Close in it. What's it about? Um, well, I can only say so much, but like, mm, mm, you just need to watch it. It's okay. like very like... They it's just move, one of those movies you quote. They move to a little suburban town where everything's like the ladies are all like prim and proper housewives and <laughs> it's not all as perfect as it seems oh it's well great. yeah we should do it make our little movie nights happen it's i know that we've got hedwig on our list stepford wives needs to be on our list We're just, and the list will just go on because and- i feel like you would love stepford wives it's camp I yeah, you know I love a campy thing. It's so great. Um, okay, so we got we got to talk through these TikTok chit chats because there's a lot of them. Lord. Yeah, Did, was there anything that stuck out to you in particular? Um, yeah, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about Jinx. Yes, we talked about Jinx. Um, the other one that really stuck out to me was Evie. Oh my god, breaking my heart this episode. Of yeah. Evie. Ugh, get the tissues, Jesus. Yeah, and. Yeah, that was the hard thing. Like she opened about her disability a little bit more, and we, we got to hear a lot about it in season eleven. But really, seeing like, okay, enjoy what you get for now because like this isn't something that is going to last forever. She opened up a lot more about that. She also opened up about like in the home growing yes. up, seeing domestic abuse. Like, yeah, because her charity was the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Yeah. So, ah, gosh, she is someone who's been through so much and. It's interesting, especially now that we've gotten to know Willow Pill so well and her story and her own struggles with her own disability. It's really interesting how, um, you know, we, we have these folks and we, we just have to appreciate them for the art that they are able to give right. us because it probably won't last forever. I will say one thing that I enjoyed this season from Evie better than I enjoyed on 11. Her season, they almost beat to death her disability Mm -hmm. and like made it almost a spectacle. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of situation. Um, Whereas this season, it was very much like it's there, but it's not your storyline. Exactly. It felt like it was her storyline on her season. Yeah, I would agree. Um, that, 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 that's very true. I, another person who stuck out to me was Trinity. Um, and I think it was just because there was so much talk about Alabama in this episode yeah. and like, even in her talent show, she referenced Birmingham and yeah. I was like, Oh my God, what's, what's, what is going on? So it was cool to get to hear from her. I, she, I hope that this is, I know she's someone who does not have the best, um, reputation out of all these winners. She probably she has the worst. No, I, I mean, thought she had the best reputation <laughs> of everyone oh, yes. other than RuPaul. She's going to be president of yeah. the world. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm someone who really appreciates Trinity and I think that it's good to hear from her. And I think people often want to cancel her and they forget like where she came from. Yeah. And it, it's, it is not as clear, I think, and coming coming from the same county as her, it is not clear about the rules of the world that the rest of the world knows about. Um, so, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed hearing from Trinity <clears throat> this week. I also loved Monet coming in on her own merch. Yes. That, I was like, that's that's a me thing. <laughs> I, I would I, do that. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> same. 
Like I show up to gigs wearing my flapjack tank top and doing my makeup in it. Um, and I think my favorite moment from that was when she asked Rue to use the opera glasses for her. Yes. <laughs> for her. That is show. like one of my most used gifs as it is. The I can't wait to see how this yeah. turns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a really nice gif. Um, yeah, it's there. my favorite gif. Was there anyone else that stuck out to you from the TikTok chat? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is, that is a good gift. Um, <laughs> to see how the drag race gives back variety extravaganza turns out. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get some good gifs out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm okay. So they go into the workroom and prepare for the drag race gives back variety extravaganza. Was there anything that stuck out to you from the workroom? I mean, they discussed the tiebreaker. We got to hear them talk about the things that they were going to be doing. Um, I loved, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you loved. Yeah. Um, I thought the I discussion so of the tiebreaker was today. interesting. Like, I. Yeah, the way they good. were talking about tiebreakers. Because, I mean, it's in the back of everybody's mind. Right. What would you want? I, I think we've, we've talked about this before, and you were like, no, there's not going to be a tie. So, what do, what do you I think? You did. Yeah, you I were very out of it. <laughs> I don't think I said that. Roll back the tapes. <laughs> I might. Uh, if, <laughs> if I have. I'll get Alexa, our lead researcher, to do it for me. Um, <laughs> what would I want for a tiebreaker? I'd want a pissing contest. A pissing contest. <laughs> well, Evie would win that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think it should be something that it shows the talent of the person. I don't think it should be a lip sync. No? No. Mm. I mean, because lip sync is what my brain immediately goes to. I mean, they threw around lots of options, like a booty shaking contest, Honestly, a face contest. Uh, you know what they should have done? What? Added a whole episode in. That was a just whole- them two competing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a marathon of challenges. They all have to lip sync against Silky. No, like, oh. <laughs> no, the tube that had a tie added in an episode where it's just the two that were tied. They compete in snatch game. They just do all like, of the challenges of the season. Just do like a marathon of challenges and it's like a Could sprint go. race. <laughs> Honestly, I would live. I, what if they had them make outfits like actually Trinity and Jada having that would, could you imagine that would, they, I mean, they, they are both very equally yoked. I think they have some very similar talents. Yoked. Um, yeah. Have you never heard that term? Like they're yoked, they're eggs. Yeah, changing their name to Benedict. And yeah, they're inseminated. <laughs> they're um, developing into uh, fully, fully adult drag queens at this point. Anyways, we then move to. The main stage. What did you think of RuPaul's look? I really liked the look. Me too. It was so different for Ru. I was here for it. I, I would wear this like 100%. Same. It's so cute looking like a picnic table. And then like that corset was actually really cute. Like a corset belt kind of moment. That would be really good for um, our show tomorrow. So <gasps> well, by the time this comes out, our show, that was this past Sunday. That was Sunday. this past Sunday. Hope you came to dra- uh, Drag Night at the Nick. I almost said Drag Race at the Nick. I hope you drag all came as well, just in general. I hope you got off a good time. You hope you came? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope you all come this weekend um, But in more ways than one. <laughs> um, Rue's outfit, I don't know if you can tell in that photo, it is sequin. It's a sequin? 
Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure that's sequin. I'm 99% I mean, sure that's sequin. There are certainly some shimmers on there. I did not even notice that. Because if you look at the edge at the top, it very much looks like sequin because it's not a super smooth edge. You're so right. Yeah, this was stunning. I, I really, really liked it. And it, I love when RuPaul does these. <gasps> look at the shoe. Oh, that's a cute shoe. Oh, my God. Like the outfit goes. It, it doesn't. Does it go into the shoe? Or I does think the, the shoe just has the pat, the fabric on it. Oh, it's like a converse almost. A converse heel. Those oh are probably. God. I guarantee those are pleasers that just got um, reupholstered well, essentially. Still. And even, I've seen those pleasers. Look at the actual heel on it. It has the pattern on the, the stiletto. Like the, the they are heel. not fucking around. No, this was seriously like one of the first times this season that it was just like a look from Rue that I was like, oh no, I remember this one by the time the podcast comes around, <laughs> and like I saw details about it and remembered details. Yeah, I I also thought Michelle looked really cute, like in the slumber party extravaganza. <laughs> Michelle always be looking cute. She do. She really, really do. All right. Well, do you want to take a break and then come back and discuss this? Drag Race gives back variety extravaganza. Absolutely. Welcome back, everyone. It's time for the Drag Race gives back variety extravaganza. <laughs> we will be flopping and fawning each of these performances holistically um, since there was no runway this week. Spoiler alert, I flopped them all. You flopped them all? All of them. Every single one. Yeah, I believe it. This was a pretty subpar. Yeah, none of these whores are talented. Like, this was the last episode. They couldn't have turned it. Yeah, what the, what the fuck was that? It just felt so phoned in. Yes. I mean, so Trinity came out and she just crawled on the ground and said she was a hedgehog and made hedgehog-associated noises, <laughs> had spikes on her back, and then she rolled over and fell off the stage. So, And I, then Jinx just walked out. She burped. Farted into the mic. <laughs> And then and said, she said, you're not going to win this anyway. I'm going to make the top anyways. Mm-hmm. And then she left. Yeah. And then Raja came out in La La Ree's paper bag look and said, icon. And then walked off the stage. And then Jada came out and, and she did a shot of Tahin, <laughs> offered yeah. it to RuPaul. She did. And then left. Mm hmm. Um, and RuPaul actually didn't partake. She said, no, I'm sober. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> Viv came out and um, did her best Australian accent and just did a lot of kangaroo jokes. It was very confusing. And then Evie came out. In she a, called everybody a queerdo. Mm-hmm. She brought up this bird cage. Yeah. And it had mushrooms inside of it. And one of the mushrooms was actually willow pill. Yes. And RuPaul said, she ain't a big pill. <laughs> She's a willow pill. And that was the, that was it. And then I, I mean, Monet's was my favorite of all these terrible performances. <laughs> she, she just came out and like threw a shoe at Carson. <laughs> dressed as Bob, the drag queen though. <laughs> dressed as Bob, the drag queen. Um, and then got arrested and walked off stage. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, it was pretty shit, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like no JK. Um, Could you imagine? Yeah, they should do the worst ever talent show. I would live. I I kind of <laughs> lived for our story better than what actually happened. Right, right. <laughs> Even though what actually happened was 
fucking great. Okay, so actually, first of the stage was Trinity Da Tuck, and she did this little campy country song. And I mentioned it earlier, but she shouted out Birmingham. So this was a personal favorite. I don't think that it was like, oh my god, but I really liked it because this was a performance that just spoke to me and a lot of the drag I do. Um, so it was it was a huge fawn for me. I didn't like love love the look, but also I'd probably wear the look. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't know what that says yeah, about my Whether you drag. like it or not, it is a fawn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things when she came out, I said, okay, Trinity, work. She might be in the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It w- I-, I really enjoyed this. Um, and then the sweet tea at the end was great. Um, I-, I do kind of wish that that had happened earlier. I think it would have been cool to have some like wet hair action. Yeah, but imagine how sticky she was after that. I know. And being Where'd first. Where'd they get sweet tea? Do they have sweet tea in California? Um, you know, they could mail things this season. So she actually brought a suitcase full of it. The suitcase was just no container, just filled it, just poured sweet tea into the suitcase. Exactly. I don't know how she kept the ice frozen. Um, yeah. I mean, and for the whole season too. Right. Um, was this a flop or a fawn for you? This was a fawn. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, then Evie came out and she did, I, I guess this was an original song, right? Yeah. Um, but the gag at the beginning was, I think, what to write home about um i thought the song itself was really good like this is a song that didn't feel like a drag race song it just felt like a song right and that's my favorite like i don't always want like right right like i want something that i could reasonably listen to on a daily basis Mm -hmm. not like this is drag I am fierce. Yes. Uh-huh. Mama house down boots. Like, no. And we had a lot of performances like that this episode. And I appreciate the, this is music. This is art. Mm-hmm. And then the gag of, you think Evie's willing this box out? <laughs> Psych. <laughs> okay. Was that Evie's, was that the pink look she made earlier in the season? It looked, it looked like, like it. it. But it had something like closed on the front, so I wasn't entirely sure. I think it was like that, but then like other stuff added to it. Mm. Okay, okay. That makes I sense. lived. I, I did Bitch, too. Bitch, I live. Bitch. Yeah. This was a huge fawn for me. Oh my God. I, yeah, I really, really liked Evie's performance. Um, then Jada did an original song. You know, I. And see, like when with Evie's too, I like backtrack a little bit. When she came out, I was like, oh, yeah, Trinity, or I was like, I actually kind of liked Evie's better than Trinity's. I think Evie's mm. definitely going to be in the top. Anyways, next up, Jada. Yeah, yeah next we had Jada. All these performances really built on one another. Yeah. I, I thought this was a fabulous talent show. Um, Jada came out, and she I, she did an original song. For me, my favorite part of all of it was that jacket with, like, the 12 and the crown. Yeah, She looked so cute. Um, the song was really good. Mm-hmm. My biggest critique, my only critique, is that there were times that her face didn't fill in it. Yeah. Um, Because the lyrics were there, the dancing was there, which is not easy dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, But there were times that her face didn't stay in it all the time. But all, as a whole, I was like, I mean, she could be in the top too. Yeah. She it, she was she was so fabulous and she really showed us why she has been a front runner so long yeah. in this competition. But I yeah, I, I liked it overall. It was not my favorite of the night though. Um so next we had Jinx. Um she sang about her growth, and I'm not talking about the one on her face. I'm talking about her growth since season five. Oh, I thought you were talking about in between the legs. Oh, oh well, that too. Um, she's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> 
Oh, well, she she proved to us that um, she knows what to do with a grower. Uh, and at the end of this performance, she sang a personal song about her growth, and then she deep throated the mic at the end. What'd you think? I didn't care for it. Really? <laughs> this was one of my favorites. Something about it. I think it was the style of song and the tempo of song with it having no lead up. She just kind of came out being that style. Like did we flop her phone Jada? I've on Jada. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to light flop it because I wasn't obsessed, but I liked a lot of it. Okay. Sorry. Once once again (laughs) on the pod, (laughs) Flap is a Jada hater. <laughs> I'm not a Jada hater. I swear to God. <laughs> but anyways. Anyways, back to Jinx. Jinx. Flop. Um, <laughs> what? It just it didn't hit right with me. I think in a show that Jinx was, if it was a one woman show and there was context around the number, I sure. would love it. I didn't like the number in the context of this. It did not pull me into a full fantasy Some of the way some of the other performances there was no, did. It was one of those, there was no pulling you into the number. Mm-hmm. It was just like, bam. Yeah. It was an emerald. <laughs> it was an emerald for those that are old enough to know that reference. <laughs> bam. I I loved her look. Like the that dress. Ooh, I would wear that in a heartbeat. That blue dress. And it was like. Yeah, the dress was cute. Asymmetrical. And I loved the, the hip movement. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was funny. I laughed at times I liked, and I, I, I thought she sounded great. So it, this was one of my favorites. This is a huge fawn for me. I like the dress. And that was it. Okay. Work. <laughs> <laughs> then we had Shay Coulee. Oh wait. We, yeah. We flopped and fawn. We have Shay. Shay was my favorite of the night. Hands Why? Down. I don't know. I was buying the Shea Kool-Aid fantasy. I was drinking the Shea Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> the Shea Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so good because it was like very Janet, very Michael, and also a little bit of uh, Luther Vandross. It was... Uh, I, I didn't feel like I was watching a drag queen. Mm. I felt like I was watching a pop star. Okay, I'm glad you felt that way. Um, I, this is not like a flop or anything for me, but it it didn't it it for me. This is just not the kind of drag that speaks to me. The I loved you it. know, um, I, I thought it was fine. The, to me, this was kind of on the same level as as Jada. Um, you know, where it, it's like a song and a dance and a I, I, I don't know. For no. for me, it just it didn't it didn't quite take me to a certain level. But I also understand that I don't have the context of certain references that were included yeah. in that performance. It took um, me there. It took yeah. me past there. It was so good. I loved the whole setup of it, though. I loved that she started with the payphone. I loved her look. So I loved the the light fixture. I loved the, her with the backup dancers. Like, I mean, she did a stellar job. Flapjack said, I liked the scenery. <laughs> I did. I liked my eyes enjoyed I it. I didn't like the, the, the music, but I liked <laughs> the scenery. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just... It didn't bring me in, but that's just not, it's just not the kind of drag that I appreciate the most, you know? Yeah. So that sh- she was absolutely stellar. Um, so it, it is a fawn for me. Yeah. It was like, honestly, a fetch for me. Really? Yeah. A fetch? Yeah. A fetch? Really? Yeah. I don't. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to question you. But <laughs> I, okay. All right. I would listen to this song regularly. Like, yeah, it's one of those. 
the performance was great, but this is a song that I would listen to. Like I would actually put on a playlist and listen to. She did sound very good. Like, I'm excited for her album to come out whenever it's finished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay. So, wow. A fawn and a fetch. Okay. Congrats, Shay. Next to the stage, we had Raja, who performed a Balinese cultural dance. Which is the only dance of their culture that either gen- any gender can perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also it's referred to as the androgynous dance, and I appreciated that Westerners part. refer to it as Westerners, the androgynous yes. dance. <clears throat> which I am, which is why I refer to it <laughs> as the androgynous. So, I, what, what did you think of this performance? Um... It was really good and it was really heartfelt and emotional. It didn't have the same impact that some of the other ones had because it was a more, I'm trying to think of the words, heartfelt, emotional, somber almost mm-hmm. kind of performance, especially knowing some of the backstory like she was doing this with her father. With her father. Uh, get the tissues. Like, this episode. <laughs> It's not the high energy performance. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit jarring, especially coming right after Shay. Right. Um, but it was still doesn't diminish the quality that it was. I think it's, it's really hard to merge cultural dances like that with drag. Um, think, especially in this kind of a platform. I don't know because see, I disagree, especially when you look at All Stars Four when Gia Gunn did hers with the fans. And, and I, I thought she should have won yeah, the talent show. I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm I'm saying I didn't like Rajas or something like that. I I just think it's it is hard to to merge those. If you worlds. do Balinese dance, I hate you. <laughs> no, because I did like it. It 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 felt it felt very different, and I yeah. I, I love seeing that this was a culture that was being celebrated on drag race that it does not get the attention. Yeah. Um, it, it typically. So I, I, but I just, I do think it's hard to merge those worlds um, because it's like how, how much of this are we seeing is drag and how much of it that we're seeing is the actual Balinese dance. And I felt that way with Gia's yeah. performance as well. But I feel like one of the things too is it, we have to, uh, reassess what our perception is of drag mm-hmm. in a way because like at the end of the day what even is drag? I don't know. Beats exactly. the hell out of me. Um, So that's kind of how I look at it is like it's not my place to say it's not drag. Yes. And yeah. And I'm sorry. Again, I'm not trying I'm not to say it's that not you're drag. saying that it's not drag. But it's just like um just because it's not yeah doesn't mean it's not a valid form of drag Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that you're saying that it is invalid right i I, you know and i felt i kind of felt that way with gia's performance as well um it's like i I just don't have the cultural references to understand yeah it to to since it is a competition to critique it um and i think that that's what makes it difficult um because it was stellar it looked it looked beautiful um and i think but i also think with it not necessarily looking high energy um raja talked about how it's high energy for her and i think there there are there are probably nuances to this that we just don't get 
Um, yeah. You know, I, I used to do this dance style called Bhangra. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. Okay. So when I was in college, I joined this dance team. It's a Indian style dance team. It's a dance that comes from Punjab and it's called Bhangra. I danced it for three years. And when I started doing drag, a lot of the people who I danced Bhangra with were like, would you ever do Bhangra and drag? And I was like, yeah. Probably not a because it's not I don't think it's my culture to interpret in that way. But also, I just don't think it's a a kind of performance that would go over well in a club Um, because I I don't know how to I don't know how to merge those worlds. Yeah, it's because it is so culturally specific. Um, And so I loved seeing this. I loved seeing it performed in that way. But it's one that just really made you think. Yeah. So. Anyways, was this a flop or a fawn? It was you? a fawn. Absolute fawn for me. I, I loved it as well and loved getting to be introduced to this style of dance. Then we had the Vivian. Um, what did you think of the Vivian? It was good. It was a catchy little bitch in heels song. Um, it wasn't like the best. Yeah. This was probably the least memorable for me, unfortunately. Um, I feel like it behooved her going after Raja. Mm-hmm. Because Raja's was a little bit lower energy as a viewer. So coming in after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't just Google what the hoof meant. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. This this was just, for me, that was not really much to write home about. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I think I would enjoy it if I saw it at a club. Yeah. I, I'm i going to flop it in comparison to the rest. I just don't think it met the I'm standard st- of the rest. I'm but still fawning it. You just, you're just just everyone's friend today, huh? Except for Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally closing out the show, we had Monet Exchange, who sang opera. She was the worst one of the night. Bull shit <laughs> oh my god i love you're that. telling me that like this is drag are you are you for real right now you better be <laughs> you better be joking that was amazing this is my fetch of the night like i don't know oh my god <laughs> are you for real <laughs> no <laughs> I, I oh my god I thought you were so dead up like, this I was, was amazing I was trying to see how long I could hold it I, I could, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, oh my I thought you were dead up um, stunning she looked beautiful this was show stopping this was elegant and did you see what they did with her break set? never been done before it had never been and club the, another the club the hair the Vomit. dress she was corseted while doing this. Ah! And then, like, did you see how they set up her the stage, like the with the, the fog, fog, and then like the the Greek like uh, look at it was she was like an angel. I didn't love the widow's peak on the wig. The um, I yeah, I noticed the lace was cut really really short on everything. Kind of kind of gave it a, a rough edge, but uh, I didn't I, care for the widow's peak. Mm. It was kind of with that wig with the shape of the widow's peak with it. I didn't care for it. Um, but that's literally my only critique and that's me grasping at straws. I have no critiques. This is my fetch. This is a fawn. Oh, just a fawn. I mean, she's my top two in the that night. That widow's like, peak really took you out that for much? Me, for me, it was like this and Shay definitely were the top two. Mm, I, so, okay. And I can pull, 
my personal feelings of what I enjoyed more aside and say that Monet's was the best. Mm-hmm. It was just me personally. I really loved Shay's. Well, and Shay's is something that I would enjoy outside of the context of the competition. Fair. Okay. I guess that's true. But for me <laughs> personally, I, <laughs> my top two, I think was Monet and Jinx. I, I I, I really you. liked how Jinx was it. I mean, it made me laugh, and that's that's. I think at the end of the day, drag should be fun and should feel really, really fun. So Trinity, what in your favorite? Trinity, okay, actually, Trinity was my personal favorite, but I don't think it was a top two. Yeah, um, I I can tell I have lots of biases for Trinity in this episode because I'm I'm like, oh my god, she's talking about Alabama. She referenced Birmingham. She's just checking all the boxes for me. <laughs> I love this, so I love that. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I do think that I think the top two should have been Monet and Jinx. Um, who was your least favorite? Jinx. Oh my god! All right, I've already said I forgot all of my reasoning for why that is, and it's not that it's bad. I think it just doesn't work within the context of this mm. format. I think it would be great in a one woman show or in a Jinx and Dayla special. I just don't think it worked for this talent show. Okay. Fair. I respect it. Um, I think my least favorite was Viv's. I just, I, I found it the least memorable. Um, I, I thought the other people who did original. She looked stunning. Song, she did, but I thought everyone looked stunning. Like uh, to me, it was the least to write home about personally. She got lifted in the air, which is kind of cool, but uh, I love a lift. Me too. As somebody that's had one done before. You've had a lift done. Do you get a lot of work done? <laughs> I actually do need to go get Botox. I've got, 25 have, units have you had I need, work no. done have no. you been touched by an angel not yet i have oh. 25 units that i can go get though i don't know how much that is from the black market yeah like what's 25 units i, I don't, don't know. know oh it's like how they measure botox or i can it's like i have a gift card you have a gift card to get botox done yeah or i can use it for other equal services like well, did you did you get it for christmas like how did you get <laughs> i got it at brunch <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Wait, did someone? <laughs> what? There was someone a tipped you with dermatology place that came and gave all of us uh, oh, stuff. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of shady. I love it. I no, love it. Well, the first time they came, they brought us little like gift bags that had like little bitty trial size things of <laughs> yeah. creams and stuff. And I think somebody was like, no, give us Botox. So they brought us that's Botox so the second funny. time they came. Um, I think it was Cora when I was a special guest at brunch who was like handing out little oh, yeah. travel sized things. She was like, yeah, I'm giving this away. And she was like, this is for your bags. You really need it. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I like her. She's fun. I need to get to know Cora is. better. Um, okay. So that was our drag race gives back variety extravaganza. And then we moved into the judging. Um, I was sad. There was no runway this week, but they really gave us so much this episode. I can't imagine having another thing to talk about. You know, I want more, 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 more. I say more, just Uh, no more episodes, (laughs) no more episodes. (laughs) I just want more (laughs) runway. (laughs) I just want an episode full of runways. We'll do five balls in one episode. Um, Five, five. You might want to go get that checked out. Mm, no i actually have one uh one like on all sides of my body and so if i spin around fast enough i'll lift a little bit off the air um anyways <laughs> so we get to the judging redefining helicopter oh yeah it, it, i am redefining helicopter oh my god okay so i have this friend 
you know, I do Rocky Horror in town, and yeah. I have this friend who is on that cast who does skydiving, and they just, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a world record, but he just got like a an award for doing a seven-person completely nude skydive. That, like, that is redefining helicopter, if you ask me. That is, what? Seven people jumping out of a plane naked? How is that legal? I, I don't know, but they did it. I was shook, and I said, you know what? This is what the World Games fucking needed. They would have had so much more attendance if we were doing naked skydiving. You know, I have no interest in skydiving, but if I were to skydive, I would be doing nude skydiving. You better. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, it really it changed my perspective on skydiving. I don't think I could go skydiving. No, no. You scared of heights? But you're so tall. I'm not scared of heights. I'm, I hate the feeling of falling. Mm. I like it. It's like free drugs. Like free fall. I hate the feeling of free fall. So I I once did like an indoor skydive thing. I've done that. I love that. Oh yeah. Um, but like that free fall, where your body is just where you feel like it all. It just feels like you know when. <laughs> Like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you think you're falling or like when you're on a roller coaster and it's really fast and then you drop down real quick, that drop where you kind of like lift out of your seat a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you one of those people who hates roller coasters? No, I love roller coasters. Okay, good. But like that feeling of falling when it's just like free fall. I hate. Mm. Well, I like to hear that makes me like not feel good in my stomach. Not like queasy, but it's just like, I get un- physically uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that, that's what makes it fun. <laughs> okay, so we get to this judging. Um, I thought this was some of the most interesting judging from the whole season. You know, we really got to see full story arcs come yeah. to a close. Um I mean, obviously, Evie and Raja had really touching moments with the judges. We really did get to see full story arcs come to a close, especially with Shay getting three stars. Mm-hmm. I thank God that storyline is over. I, I, I really, I like Shay, but I always feel like they give her these weird storylines in her yeah. seasons. And I'm like, let me just get to know her. Let me just rely. Like, I wish they would just rely on her talent that she has and not do these weird things like in All Stars 5 where her whole thing was about how she lost season nine. It's like, okay. And then... This this whole thing about how she I don't know like not getting stars all season it just it really irritates me. Um, Is it Drag Race if Shay doesn't experience trauma? Right. <laughs> um, I just I love Evie oddly so much, you know, and it it really broke my heart to see her. Yeah. Just to, to to like for her to share how much she loves drag and how she knows it's not going to last much longer for her or or at least to the extent of what she's doing things now. And like talking about how her number was like a love song Mm -hmm. or a love letter basically like to herself in a way. Gosh, she, she is so freaking talented. Um, and then we got to hear Raja's story about broke her. Like that one to me was the one that hit the hardest. Mm -hmm. Like Evie's hit hard, but like Raja's really hit hard. Right. I, I think this is a moment where Raja's age is really showing through too. Um, Cause you know, I, I'm not sure how many of the contestants have lost a parent, but you know, Raja's in her mid to late forties. And yeah. I mean, that's just natural cycle of life. And the um, fact that her dad was like her or her family in general was so supportive and proud of her whenever she won right. her season, which I mean, that was 
How many years ago now? 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you see that this episode was dedicated in living memory of yes. her mother who passed away yes. last year? So it was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- th- it was definitely an emotional moment for Raja. Um, but it was also an exciting, happy moment for Shay and Monet because they were in the top two. So they both received three stars and qualified for the finale. I think this was correct. I It, it feels correct. I didn't like the, the method, but I liked the result. No, I'm talking about the winners of this episode felt correct. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Monet. I, I don't know. Shay's still kind of debatable for me, but okay. I, that's, just, that's just me. You're I, entitled to have your own opinion even if it's wrong that's okay i would just pull them all out of my ass anyway um but what did you think about this gag because at this point now we have five people who have the most stars right did we they have, do this before or after the lip sync i can't remember it, it was it was before before the lip sync wouldn't you hate to do that before the lip sync uh-huh i'd rather ruby like okay the lip sync's over now monet right like okay okay so once they get these stars like that brings us to a scoreboard of monet with three Jinx with four. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Monet with five. Yes. Yes. Jinx. Sorry. She just earned three. So she had five, uh, which fucking crazy. Then Jinx got four. Yes. And Shay also had four. So that had us at a tie for three stars with Jada and Trinity, which brought us to a tiebreaker. What did you think? Who would you choose? Like, how do you. Between those two, this may be a hot take because I know a lot of people love Jada and I love Jada. But between those two, I would have chosen Trinity. Yeah, I would have chosen Trinity too. Because Trinity won four challenges. She earned all her stars. Jada was given one. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it. But I I felt the same way. I just, uh, I hated it for Jada, you know? Because like, she was being so supportive of Shay all all episode. And she's so talented. Ah! We also got the close of the story arc of the Alliance. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's true. The Alliance that like has done nothing all season. <laughs> I think it's done something. Did. Yeah, <laughs> it did finally pay off. That's true. That's true. Um, and without it, it definitely would have just felt kind of tacked on for no reason. Um, so that, that did feel good coming to a close. Um, okay. So that brings our top four to Monet, Shay, Jinx and Trinity. Which is, I think, is going to be one hell of a top four for this uh, lip sync Lola Perusa SmackDown. Um, and then RuPaul says that to the bottom four, y'all don't go anywhere just yet. I have some news for you in a moment. Um, but first, we get this lip sync uh, to Supernova by Supernova by Kylie Minogue um, to Shay and Monet. So, what'd you think? This was my favorite lip sync of the season, right? Um, also, it's kind of odd. In what way? you know what? the top two lip sync song was on UK versus the world. Oh, I know. Yeah. Isn't that odd? It, yeah, kind of, but you know, they, Kylie Minogue's expensive. So they were like, we better get our bang for the buck. And UK versus the world was an awful season. So I think they were just like, we're going to redo this. <laughs> it was kind of odd. Rue probably just loves Kylie because Rue's a queer of a certain age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, um, I, I really enjoyed this lip sync. It was very, very good. I, th- I honestly thought they might they might tie <laughs> because they, they were doing things together and just playing well together. I think that other it, they do in other lip syncs. Um, they also looked both so good. Monet and her season 10 promo look. Yeah. That was cool. I didn't love the hair, but... Okay. 
It is what it is. Was there anything else about the lip sync that stuck out to you? Um, I thought I thought Shay definitely deserved the win of the lip sync. Okay. Um, but it was my favorite overall lip sync of the season between both. It was mm-hmm. so good. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed. Shay and Monet won the first episode. Mm-hmm. Shay won the lip sync. Repeat of the next to last episode, the last challenge episode. You know who won the second episode? Trinity and Jinx. And Jinx won the lip sync. Interesting. You know who won last episode? Jinx and Trinity. And Jinx won the lip sync. Wow. What's it called when it's a word? Perfect little bookend. Is the same from the beginning. And like if you turn it around, it's the same word. Like, you know, race car. Yeah. What's that called? It's a double entendre, I guess. Um, so, th- I mean, that's basically what this season is. Because it's not, I don't think it's double entendre. It's not onomatopoeia. Uh, what is that? I don't know. New phone, who does? Hoodoo, hoodoo. Hoodoo, hoodoo. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I mean, they both had really wonderful moments in the lip sync, and, and Shay ended up winning. So, she got to give $30,000 to the Period Poverty Project. But each charity that all of the girls represented got to give. Um, received ten thousand dollars from the I love that. fund. As so well. much money got thrown around this mm-hmm. episode, and none of it came from Ruth's pocket. How much is that? Ten times seven is seventy. So that's a hundred thousand dollars to all these different charities. Yeah, seventy plus thirty. Wow. Shit. Okay, work. Um, that was yeah, that was wonderful. What do you think about this twist at the end for the bottom four, though? I loved it. Like, Me too. Like, give them something. Right, and I hope whoever wins wears that crown and like <laughs> makes it a thing. The she done already done had hers as crown, right? Okay, I hope she actually gets a crown. Yeah, and I, I love so that too. they're actually going to get money, but it's also kind of like it's runner up, first runner up, not going to get money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of whoever gets fifth place, <laughs> right? If you come in first or fifth, you get money. Anything else, you're screwed. You're screwed. I mean, but everyone, I think, at this point has won some money through the season. So Viv's won the most she's ever won on Drag Race. <laughs> she really, really has. I don't think, actually, I don't think Evie's won any yet. But Viv, or, um, yeah, yeah Evie hasn't. But if she wins next episode, $50,000. But I thought the best part of this whole episode was you will win this uh, suitcase of $49,000. Oh <laughs> Oh my and god. And then Michelle, <laughs> all right, I'm in. <laughs> that was great. I I really, really loved that. I I cackled out loud the way I just did um, for that. Um okay, so whose team are you on for the She Done Already Done Had Hers's crown and for the Queen of All Queens? I'm crown. torn. Well, I, I know about your asshole. <laughs> what is that who is that by? Um is that Natalie and Bruglia? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a song. Work. Um <laughs> Maybe that'll be a lip sync song next week. For the she done already had her scissors. I think the winner will probably be Jada or Viv. <gasps> no. Yeah. I'm Team Evie. You're allowed to be. I'm just saying who I think will win. Uh, did you see the preview? No. <gasps> Evie looked so good. I think we're finally going to get the lip syncs that we deserve from Evie so. Oddly in this She Done Already Done Had Hers's Lip Sync La Perusa. I'm more excited for that one than the actual winner of all. And then I think 
realistically, if you base on how the season has gone, it would make sense for Shay or Jinx to be the ones to win. Mm. I'm, but I don't think Shay's gonna win. I don't think she's gonna win. I think Jinx is gonna win. I think it, it'll probably be like I don't even think Trinity will win. I think it'll probably Jinx or Monet. Okay, I don't. We, weird producer standpoint mindset. I don't think they want someone from an all-star season to win. Actually, let me back up. I don't think they want either of the twinners to win. I think they want to indefinitely say we were correct in not crowning one of them specifically. So I think Trinity and Monet are out. I don't think they want an all-star to win. I think they want an original drag race season to win. I don't know why. Especially if it's an old season. Exactly. So I think Jinx winning just Because really and truly... Season four was one of the first ones, but season five was really the very first one that absolutely just fucking blew it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Like season four is really what like made the show get bigger. Right. But season five is what like smashed it. Mm hmm. I agree. So it would make sense. Uh, yeah, I totally think it makes sense for Jinx to take the whole thing home. I am personally Team Evie and Team Trinity, but I believe Jinx will win. And I think um, that's also, I think personally, the reason Alaska didn't get asked to do the season is because Jinx was on the season. And I think the Ronald, reason, yeah. um, I feel like they probably weren't going to ask either Sasha or Aquaria either because I don't think they wanted people competing against people they lost to. That's, you know what? That's fair. Um, I feel like that would be, I also think that I, I feel like we're going to get another all winter season that is going to be more like heavy hitters, all stars. Cause I, like or the, it's going to be more international or more international. That's true. I would love that too. I wish we would have had Priyanka this season. Yeah. I also that really love Ketamine. Nice. I think Ketamine is very strong well, from down under. I don't think she would have had time to do this season. Probably not, but I love her. But Priyanka definitely would have had time to do this season. Um, yeah, true. I'm, I'm kind of surprised she's not on if Viv is on. Um, right? Same. But I almost wonder if she was busy maybe making Taste Test, which there's a new <laughs> music video for the Taste Test little EP that just came out. I love Priyanka. I think for heavy hitters, we're going to have... I think, I think we're going to have the dream cast of Trixie. I think we're going to have Bob. I think we're going to have uh, Sasha. I think Aquaria. I don't think Sasha will come back. Yeah, she's separating herself a bit, huh? I and I am on the fence on whether I think Aquaria will come back. I think Aquaria will. I also think that, you know, you mentioned Alaska. Alaska um, would come back. I, I, I think she would, but I think the reason they didn't ask her was because I think they want her to compete against... Sharon Needles. Okay, Willem. Okay, I know, but look, I, I can agree with Willem if I want to. I think it's more so that that may be a factor, yes, but I really think a big factor is also they didn't want people competing against people they lost to. Interesting. Well, they will have lots of winners losing to other winners um, yeah. next week. And that's the pod, everybody. Aww. Thanks for listening to <laughs> Flapping <laughs> and Fawning. What was that whale noise that just came out of your mouth? <laughs> Y'all make sure you go buy some merch, okay? Yes. We are starving drag queens. Get it at the links in our bio on Instagram. Fauna's killing herself over these whale noises. Bye. Bye, y'all.
Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at Flapping and Fawning Pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.